What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Hey, welcome to the show. Feeling good with Duddy. That's me. Let's go. Hi! Welcome back to the bunker for a special episode. It's number 72. Can you believe it? We made it. This is Feeling Good with Duddy, the show that points at the world, laughs hysterically, points in the mirror, laughs hysterically. I think you're on to us. We're perfectly even and fair, bipartisan all the way. Yeah, we've got a full show today, a big one. We've got a You Should Be Shot, a local radio review. Uh, This Song Sucks is back, and it's going to be great. And we have a scary zone, and we have a special guest in studio who we'll introduce you to quite soon here Firstly and foremostly, I'm Jake B., a barber here in Southern California. Let me tell you about my brother who sits next to me, the namesake of this show, guitar player, singer of the Dirty Heads. You know him, you love him, Duddy B. What is happening? That is right. We are back. Episode 72, Feeling Good with Duddy. So happy to be here. And Jake, I'm so happy about all the reviews coming in as well. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, we've been seeing all the you know very kind comments and the ratings are going up. It helps so much, guys. It really does help the show get noticed. It helps us climb those charts. So thank you guys so much. And if you're listening and you haven't yet, um, especially on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening on there, give us a rating, write a review. It really does help the show. If you're on Spotify, I believe you can give it a follow or a thumbs up. Whatever you're listening on. Hook it up. Thank you, guys. It does help the show get noticed. And if you're listening and you uh, enjoy the show and you want twice as many episodes every month, you can head over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash feeling good with Duddy. And you will get an extra bonus episode every Monday and lots of other fun things going on over there as well. So go on over to our Patreon and check it out. Uh, yeah, other than that, thank you guys so much for listening, and we love you guys. Yes, you're very nice on Apple. They say a lot of nice things about Lots us. Lots of nice things. On Facebook and stuff, horrifying <laughs> shit, but thank you for all the lies, oh. apparently, you're saying about us yeah. on Apple Podcast. What's up with Dirty Heads, dude? We um, I walked into the bunker for the listeners, and all the real equipment is set up now. I mean... It's not an acoustic set anymore, guys. We got full drum sets, everything I'm looking at. So you guys are ready for some stuff. We are ready. Yeah, we have our first drive-in shows this weekend, Friday and Saturday uh, in Del Mar and Ventura, California. Very excited also slash very just intrigued 
to see how this all plays out, you know? And it's like, we had our first rehearsal uh, the other day with all the equipment set up, you know? And it was like, we've been for months and months and months, you guys know, doing the acoustic live streams, sitting down, acoustic guitar, very quiet and nice. And now I have to get, get up, I have to stand up. It's like, that's how oh. lazy I've gotten, right? And then, and you guys know, um, if you've seen us live, our drummer fair. Matt, our drummer Matt hits the fucking drum so damn hard. So it's just like, oh my God, I forgot. Uh, and but like it's awesome. on a stage, you're further away from Matty. Yes. In practice, you're sitting on the fucking bass drum. Yeah. So there's really nowhere to hide in this in the bunker. I mean, you're gonna get crushed with that it's drum. It's like anything. Like we got soft. You guys you know, got soft. It was like all of a sudden it was loud. I was like, ouchie. Ooh. <laughs> I said it before, you guys have been playing in sandals. You have to put shoes on now. Yeah, it's yeah. time to put shoes on. It's real. Yeah, you guys are all standing. John John stuff is at stand yeah. up level. Well, everything, man, but it did. It felt good, honestly, to plug into the amp and yeah. hit some pedals, and it, it was fun. And, and I'm really looking forward to these shows, and I hope you guys are too. Um, I I want to say that they're both sold out, or if not very close to. So thank you guys. For I mean, it'll be interesting because yeah, people will be far away from you guys and yep. spread out, so that'll be cool. But also, this these shows are pretty close to us. Um, maybe an hour and a half to each yeah, or two. Yeah. So are you guys just going to drive separately? No, you know what? what you I just doing? found out because it, that's a lot. We're doing two shows a day. Yeah. And Oh, okay. I didn't you know, know yeah. So to do two shows a day and then after the second show, like drive home that far, that's a long day. So yeah. we're just getting a bus uh, for those two. And it's funny though. I'm oh, only going to sleep on the bus for one day. Yeah. Because the second night we'll play the show and the bus will just drive us home and we'll get out and I'll be in the house. But so one day, but I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, it's gonna be a fun oh, day. Oh man, it's I miss I miss that. I miss it's like that's your family. That's been my I spend more time with them than anyone really. You know, besides like my actual yeah, immediate absolutely. family. So it's like we did that every every day, all all not every day, but half all the, the days half of the, the year. year I'm say. with these guys, yeah. you know, in a bus traveling around. And, and did that for 15 to 18 years now. And then all of a sudden it's like, nope. You're like, whoa, that's weird. Back in it a bus. It was really awesome at first, but it's been so long now. It's like, dude, what I would do for just a day off in the middle of fucking nowhere right now. Mm-hmm. You don't, Normally you have a day off in the middle of nowhere and you're like, why couldn't we have gone to a city or something on our day off? Right now you're like, that sounds great. I'll do anything. Yeah, play Mario <laughs> Kart, take some bongies. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> sounds great. Bummer. Um, but yeah, um, uh, and... Nothing is confirmed or set in stone as of now, but it does look like on in the horizon there is a whole bunch more drive-in shows coming and east to west coast, all over the country. So, uh, yeah, I, I hope that they all get booked pretty soon here because we're ready to get out. That's right. We're ready to get out and do it. Um, we do have more new music coming out, um, you know, in the future. And speaking of new music, Jake, I did that song I told you guys about um, with Through the Roots. Yes, I just I, I I did a track with them for their new album, and that song will be coming out this Friday. Awesome! So yep. two days after this show, two days drops. after this drops, that will be coming out. At least Get that's it. the last I heard. Um, yeah, if I'm wrong, sorry, but uh, yeah, so that's exciting as well. And Jake, also this weekend, I ran in. Oh, I ran across the situation where I realized that another person needs to be shot. Oh, here it comes, dude! My favorite new thing. You should be shot. Same situation, too. Out um, eating lunch with my family. A lot of eating with your family. Yeah. People needing to be shot. All right, right let's go. So we're out, and we're having a nice lunch, and it's quiet. And you know how it is right now, too. It's like 
they where we live, they just opened up restaurants to inside again. Okay. These tables are a little more spread out, so there's less people in there, but they're still not far from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're eating, and so there's less people in here. So it's really quiet. It's pretty quiet in there. And um, and there's a fucking family sitting not far from us, quiet lunch, and the parents are talking, and the two kids, two kids, both playing video games on their phones. Fine. Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's a, who, my kids do that sometimes too. And you're like, good, now we can have some time to talk. And the kid's going to stare at his phone for a little bit. Sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. There's two things that need to happen if you're going to allow this to happen. The volume either has to be all the way down or you must have headphones on. So it's another volume infraction. I just don't understand the thought process behind letting... How do you not hear that and realize... Oh, the other people are probably annoyed by. I mean, two different games going on. Ching, ching, boom, 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 coins and things yes. being shot and killed and games starting and music and like, what the fuck? So last week we introduced everyone to a Robbie. This was yes. the guy that pulls up next to everyone eating on the patio with his car stereo bumping so loud and f bombs and n words you know. coming out of the windows. Now we've got. A child version of the same type of audio yeah. attack, except it's video games at the table turned yeah. up to 11. I hate this. They're on equal par with the Robbies, and I deal with it in the barber shop oh as well. When these kids cannot sit in a barber chair anymore without an iPad or a thing and a video game or a cartoon, and their parents always have it turned to 11, despite what every single person on the planet around them has it's to in, do. It's insane to me, Jake. And what it's did like, you do, Daddy? I, I, I was trying to kind of make little comments, you know, so that maybe they would hear it. And just like, I mean, I would just feel that. Because you could yeah. tell every other group there was like looking over at them. Like, are you kidding me? You're just mm-hmm. going to allow this to happen? Like, you know, it, it, it was insane that, and they just let it go. They just let it go on. And what kind of bummed me out too is that like the waitress would go over there and like and i was hoping the waitress would be like hey can you guys like no they just the whole fucking meal and i should have said something but my kids were there so i didn't want to like make a scene so i was like whatever so it's the parent's job obviously but then if the parent fails it's the waitress's job or the waiter you gotta do what you gotta do to be like hey you know we can't have you guys just Full volume playing video games so in here. Obviously, the children shouldn't be shot, but the parents, study. No, they don't know they, better. The They're parents children. should be shot. The, the, parents the parents need to be shot. be shot. And again, on you should be shot is where nobody needs to die. I don't this want to kill their parents. The kids, would not have, a, the kids would not have parents. Right. I don't want that. An injury in the hand. You know, you're shot in the leg and in yes. a artery. We're mm-hmm. aiming for spots mm-hmm. that it's like you need to learn and know. Yeah. And it's beyond bringing it up you're a scourge of society these parents yes. they need to be shot so that they know and then yeah. examples need to be made so yes i think from now shot. on we're going to judge the level of how much you should be shot and i will let you know where you should be shot and with what type of gun yes for this type of infraction you should absolutely be shot i will say in the foot i want you to kind of limp forever that's the level of deservedness so okay. that's a big one I will go for like the calf muscle, which will maybe make you never be able to really jump good again off okay. that. If you're the type of parent that then 
also hovers. Okay, so here's my problem at the barbershop. <laughs> What's worse, the kid playing the video game or watching the cartoons at full volume or the kid doing that while crying in a barber chair while the parent then hovers telling the kid not to cry? Oh, now yeah. Now you've got a three-tier. It's, eh, the barber and then the cartoons and then the mom, little Johnny, you know, please look up and, oh, no crying, the train on the thing. And then it's a triple thing. It's like when and you walk by what, an apartment yeah. and a dog barks, but what's worse, the dog barking or the dog barking and the owner going, shh, shh, shh don't bark, even though the dog will bark forever till the dog dies. This, this yeah. dog barks. Yes. So we don't need the owner then also telling the dog to stop barking. Yes. That's a double thing. So if you <laughs> add the extra thing as a parent, I then shoot you in the calf muscle, maiming you for life from any athletic yes. kind of exertion on that leg. Okay, so okay, I think so we're fair. saying calf muscle and and not with anything crazy, like maybe like a like a twenty two. Yeah, dude, we're not. This isn't a forty four magnum. We're no, not like rendering no. you fully useless. A gimp of sorts. Okay, and then in this bucket, I'm gonna throw the same person because I can't do a whole other episode on just this because it just falls into the same category. This person does the same thing, and it's they should also be shot. But the the I'm gonna have a conversation on speakerphone out in public. Holy shit, Jake. It's really mainly noise infractions that we're doing so far okay. on the show. And this is a double banger because this person should be shot. And this is the person who does the in public speakerphone. He walks around and talks like this, Jake. Hey, and yo, it is yo, a yo. he. I've never it's seen a, a she. It's a he and it's the Strictly phone. A male. You're talking into where you plug your charger in or your headphones. Yes. You're, you're, the screen is facing the sky. Yes. You're talking into where you charge your phone. Yep. It's on speakerphone. And you're usually saying things like, hey, baby, what's up, babe? Oh, yeah, baby, I'm going to the club tonight. And go, yeah, well, <laughs> DJ Robbie's going to be spinning. And yeah, that's you. And you yes. should also be shot, but... Yeah, you're never talking ooh, to your child no. like, honey, well, it's yeah. going to be okay. Kids are mean. No. And you're going to... You are not what they say. You know, we love... It's never that. It's always that we'll meet you yeah. later and sex will ensue. Yeah, so all of those people should be shot. I think we all can agree, right, yeah. Duddy? And, and the next time you see them the in public, yeah. shame them. Pow. Shame them. Don't do what Duddy did and try to barely whisper. Just shame them loudly. Shame them loudly. Tell on them. Film them and send the video to us. There it is. Film them and let's start a page and a hashtag and we'll get rid of it never and we'll do a 5K. They should all be shot, right, Duddy? Shot. But, but we have someone right here on the set right now, Duddy. Who should not be shot. That's right. Let's bring him on. That's in. right. So I'm going to introduce you guys to our guest. Now, this guest is a, is a good friend of our very own Gentle Giant, and we've been trying to get him on the show for a while. He's a drummer. He's playing drums for Sum 41. You guys all know Sum 41. He's got his own self, uh, his own like solo album coming out, It's My War. We have on the show Frank Zumo. What's up? What's Welcome up, to the show. Yeah. Can I just say it's so nice to actually do something in person? Oh, right? I've literally for the past six, seven months been doing so many fucking interviews on Zoom and press because no one is, you know, doing things mm -hmm. in person. So it's just so nice to actually have this, you know, connection, hang, to not watch it back later and you're hearing all the fucking glitched, you know, oh, delays yeah. yes. and all of that. Like literally I did an interview and went on a whole rant, and then I pick up my phone. They're like, "We didn't hear anything you said." I was like, "Oh, oh that's so we, we've done a few zooms, and it, it's it is harder to flow because you do hear those glitches, and I was like, there's a weird thing where when you get silent, I think the zoom turns your mic off and then turns it back on when you start talking, so you miss a little bit of emotion in the zooms. 
and just juggling, you know, being home with two kids and trying to make the house quiet or arrange times that they could be outside. Like, yep. it's just, it's so nice to do something in person and to come from the Valley to Orange County normally would take at this hour, three hours. Oh yeah. There was no traffic. It that's took amazing. an hour and two minutes. Like it was supposed to take, that's <laughs> like, amazing. which just is another say, great thing. Yeah. And like the other great thing is to be in a room where there's fucking instruments plugged in and like mics and drums and shit. Like it just, it's something we miss, um, which is awesome that you're getting to go do that again. And you know, it's just, it's all about pivoting in these times. That's, 100%. we have to, we're living in a new world. And if we want to do what we want to do, this is the time to pivot instead of just like you, you know, sitting on the couch waiting for your manager to call and be like, okay, the world's open again. You can tour again. It's like, yep. no, fuck no. We want to go do our art. This is what we need. You know, yes, it's been amazing to have this incredible quality family time and just time, you know, personal time and just time to projects and just all this shit but it's something that's been part of us our whole lives totally. and to just have it ripped away from you it's a big void missing so you had you were talking to us before with some 41 i believe right you had like three tours lined up or something we that out, all yeah. just got you were you were flying i was about to fly out to mexico, mexico. sent home um yeah we were booked out the rest of this year we were in the middle of a world tour mm -hmm. album new album cycle and we had been out for a year already and the longest break I had was nine days for Christmas. I literally oh, flew wow. home from Christmas radio shows on Christmas Eve. Then on January 2nd, I was off to Asia and Europe for five weeks, which is a long time to be away from, from family and stuff, which, you know. With a I'm, two and a five-year-old, right? Yeah. Boy, yeah. Isn't he? Woo. yeah. Those are important yeah, years that really go quick. <laughs> they go real quick. So it is weird. Duddy's talked about it a bunch, too. Yeah, it's a blessing, of course, because you guys have all gotten to have a lot of time with your kids. And even me as a barber, I got shut down and spent a lot of time with my one-and-a-half-year-old. So, But now you're itching. Like, you guys are both itching to get back. Well, We know Duddy's going to go do some driving stuff. When are you playing drums again with Sum 41? I mean, with your, with your album self-titled, like, with your personal music that's coming out, I mean, I don't know if you have a band or a tour or if you're just releasing it on your own just yeah, to get so it out. with Sum 41, we're just, as of now, uh -huh. we're on break. Full hiatus. We're on, our singer just had his first baby, so okay. it was great for him to really get the dad thing down and have that time. And they're all in Canada um, and you're here, right? Yeah, I mean, he's in LA with me. Okay. Um, the rest of the band's in Canada and mm -hmm. New York. But uh, so as of right now on our calendar, Slam Dunk Festival in UK is the first thing back in May. We'll see if that's going to happen. Who the uh -huh. fuck knows? But it was kind of a perfect time to, to put out a solo record. And because of this whole pandemic, you know, without it, I wouldn't have found the record label and you know, had the real time to really, cause I made, I made this EP over the course of the last year, which shouldn't take that long, but with the amount of touring it's and hard. family time, you know, so now to be able to really focus and my record's actually coming out Friday. Oh, nice. Perfect. We dropped the single last week. It's a, it's a three song EP, um, music video drop, um, this week and the EP will be out officially on Friday, the 25th. So it's a great time to really dive in and give this my full attention. And like, as far as playing live, it's what you've been doing, live streaming. Yep. So I've, you know, right when this whole thing happened, I was booked for Kevin Lyman from the Warp Tour. He did a big mental uh, health awareness festival. It was going to be downtown LA, huge lineup. And yeah, I heard about this. Then they shut down, you know, concerts, but 
Kevin's like, we have to still do this because mental health is at an all-time risk now. Yeah. So we're going to do it from home. And I was just like, I can't do this from home properly. And I also don't want to represent myself that way in the solo project. And like enough of seeing everybody on their couch singing, playing acoustic. Like Chris Martin was on the show. That's rad because you don't get to see Chris Martin in sweatpants on his couch playing acoustic. That's cool. For me, it's like I didn't want to do that. So I called my buddy who does all the big EDM shit. And I'm like, bro, how do I make this look like an arena show? And he's like, literally come into my buddy's warehouse. They do all the production shit. Literally, we'll clear a wall. We'll set up the video screens, the lighting, the sound. I brought in Gentle Giant. Yeah, He fucking shot the whole thing, edited it. We put it up. And it also helped me build my solo live show because... My whole team, we designed the show, like, and they all weren't even there. I'm firing it all through Ableton, timecode, and MIDI, so I was able to have all the visuals and lighting all in time and shit, but I was able to learn this technology with them, which was rad, (laughs) and then now fast forward to, okay, I need to do some performance shit for the solo record. There, I got approached um, to do something um, that's going to be coming up soon, and I went in, and I was like, okay, we did something pretty epic last time. How the fuck do we top it? Because I'm a one-man show. I want to make it exciting, and... You know, the solo record is full-on songs. It's not a drum, you know, fucking solo album. It's it's none of that. It's real songs with a different singer, different songwriter, different producer in every song. Oh, okay, and it's cool. Combining my love of electronic music, rock music, pop music. It's it's all kind of in there. And my buddy figured out all the kind of giants of the production industry, put it together a place where you can do these events. And we were literally able to take my drums and put them 12 feet up in the air on a riser That's and rad. add, you know, lasers and all this sick shit. And it's the first time I've really hit drums that hard, mm-hmm. had the production, had like with the amount of crew people in the room, you could have filled like the Viper room. And the emotion that came over me, it was beyond therapeutic. Like I couldn't help but smile and scream at the same time because it's something that I didn't realize I was missing so fucking much mm-hmm. that yeah. I really need. So I'm grateful that I had that moment. But now I'm like, okay, I need to start no, doing something. Back like, out there. You, I t- can't wait. you took the dirty heads approach, which it's like you said, it, it is. It was cool right away to see everyone on their couch and everyone went, all right, we're going to go lo-fi. Mm-hmm. All the talk show hosts said, we're not going to cut our hair. We're going to grow our beards out yeah. and do our shows from home. And it, and it was all part of this COVID thing. But then the dirty heads kind of realized early on, okay, everyone's doing the living room thing let's make an actual production out of our live stream. So it's worth, you know, you're putting the same attention into the live stream that you wouldn't do a live show. And you kind of took that. Yeah. I mean, same it approach doesn't re- you know, it doesn't, it's not replacing. There's nothing like going to that live show and, yeah. and that release. It's a, it's a community. People go there, they leave all their problems at the fucking door. And, you know, obviously we hope that on a Friday night, you know, their family and get together, crack some beers, watch that concert with that production value. But it's as, you know, I guess in the world we live in now, it's as close as you can get. But like, obviously you're starting to see like, you know, cool bands start doing the drive-through shows because like they're, we're not making any progress, like for us to do what we need to do. So it's like, everyone's like, we need to make some shit happen. And figure something out. Yeah. 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 I was, I always laugh with Duddy. I'm like the drive in is like, Everyone, it seems like an archaic thing, the drive-in, and now it is the future of like live shows, at least for the time immediate being. future. Yeah. You know um, how crazy! What a dinosaur! Like obviously, they dusted it off, and it's ready. It's back. Yeah. Obviously, eventually we'll get back out there, but for now, you gotta just adjust with the times. And if that's if that's all we can do, then that's all we can do. 
So before we um, get into, we got a bunch of segments, oh, that, yeah. and we're going to keep cranking. Um, just tell everyone, because you just mentioned that you know this episode will come out on Wednesday. Your album is going to come out on Friday. Uh, tell everyone where they can find it, where they can listen. Just give yourself yeah, a nice plug. This record's called It's My War. It'll three songs. Uh, it'll be out um, you know, on every streaming platform. And the single, uh, Edge of the Earth, is out now. We dropped that like... Uh, on Alternative Press exclusively last week, nice. which was cool. We kind of just dropped it on everybody, and um, there'll be something special coming out actually on Wednesday when the show comes out too. So, oh, that's yeah, awesome! I'm on, and I got the label is uh, Bite This, which is Jaws. He's a DJ. It's on his label, which they're mainly until this point they've been a DJ electronic based dance label, and you know it's been cool to work with them as they're pivoting now to do other stuff and to kind of be at the head of this new, yeah. you know, way they're going. And it's been awesome, like, working with a label who thinks differently than your traditional rock labels. And, you know, it's fun. It's been a great experience. And it's just, I was out doing solo shows for all these different workshops around the world to inspire kids. And, like, emo nights are really big. I was doing emo night shows. Like, me and Adrian from No Doubt did one in, in Dallas. We set up in the middle of the Bomb Factory venue with yeah. a B stage and had the whole audience surround us. And we just built a DJ mix and the both of us were drumming at the same time. And it was, the response we were getting was amazing. And I'm like, I'm not even doing my own music. Yeah. And like, I've always wanted to collaborate with other artists. I'm gonna just go for it and make this like a really positive, you know, inspiring kind of thing. And it's been fun, you know, even like the music video was something that, you know, I was like, everything right now is so heavy, which, you know, I'm so stoked. People like you guys and they're doing these podcasts that are fun. It's just taking you away from how dark and negative social media and the internet has mm -hmm. become in these times. Um, you know, I was like, if people are scrolling through and they're going to look at my shit, like my goal is to make them smile for the day. So I want to yes. do something that's perfect for the music video, cinematic and beautiful. Why I moved to California, what this project is about. And like, also I wanted to, you know, do something that was fear-based too. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, my first podcast I ever actually did was for uh, Gabby Reese. Uh, she's married to Laird Hamilton, the big wave surfer. Yeah, yeah, she's and a she's volleyball, an Olympic volleyball, volleyball yeah. player. I got, this is a, a, another, like, I got a heads up about this podcast. They're like, yo, uh, just a heads up. It's a comedy one. Yeah. Talking about shit in your pants. I was like, fucking awesome. Like, yeah. enough <laughs> with the heavy, like, shit. I love that that's what people say yeah, about us. Yeah. You're gonna, they're going to want to know if you've shit yourself. All I right. was like, bring it on. Awesome. Yeah, Morning yeah. coffee and shit pants story. Let's go. <laughs> but, uh, I got a call being like, yo, this is Gabby Reese and Neil Strauss who wrote The Motley Crue Dirt, notorious okay. book. It's their podcast called The Truth Barrel. And you're going to be in board shorts in a fucking sauna that's 220 degrees just talking about real shit. Like, are you cool with doing this? I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. So great. I went <laughs> and it, it changed my life because I never realized, you know, us as musicians, we're athletes. Especially me playing fucking some 41 music, man, that oh. fast, that Especially drummers, fast and oh all my hard. God. Yeah. And like, you know... I'm like, after I talked to her and sat with her afterwards and talked about supplements and vitamins and like, it changed my life. And they've, her and her husband have kind of been my life coaches in a sense where they've helped me, you know, with training, with just how I treat my body, like all the stuff. And the thing they created was XPT. It's actual pool training, what you do on land with weights and shit in the pool, yeah. underwater and shit. Yeah. yeah, Laird Hamilton's a famous, for anyone who doesn't know, he's a famous big wave surfer. 
Um, and yeah, he is the guy who you've probably seen before on TV, like grabbing huge boulders and running around on yeah. the bottom of the ocean. They're training their lungs, you know, yeah. these guys will be held underwater for fucking 30, 40 seconds, getting thrashed around at a time. Insane and shit, which is scary shit. as fuck. And, and yeah. I finally did it and it was life changing. Not only is it, you know, overcoming fear, working with fear, learning, you know, I didn't learn how to breathe properly until this pandemic. Yeah, like it's crazy like mm -hmm. learning all this shit that's changed my life and helps me do my job better and all this solo music was inspired through all you know that those experiences and I was like I'm gonna fucking drown my drums at the bottom of their pool and drum underwater for this video because visually it'll be beautiful but it's yeah. also scary as shit mm -hmm. I don't know if it's gonna work and we did it and it worked and it came oh, out looking amazing. That's right. So um, I haven't even seen that. I want to see that. Yeah, that'll be That's out awesome. This, that'll be out this week. Oh, okay. Um, perfect. Oh, yeah. is, and why. Laird's got a cameo in it too, oh, which is nice rad. one. Sweet. So yeah, they've been a part of this whole, you know, journey, which is awesome. So That's you cool, learned man. how to breathe underwater and became a better person being on their show. And um, I think we might make you a worse person. That is well, <laughs> <Yeah>. unfortunately. <laughs> you'll have to go back on their yeah. show just to, to get okay. back to where you were two hours ago before you walked into this bunker um so that's all awesome and that all fits perfectly in with the feel-good shit so um you know you took this time with a uh, some 41 isn't playing and you took a chance to get your stuff out there just like duddy and i in this podcast really yep. we took this show back for ourselves because of this covid time yep. and uh i want to take something back for the people too duddy it's, I could it's, only imagine. It's local radio. I feel this is perfect because we have two guys that have been able to hear music that they've done on the radio and will be able to hear music in the future that they're doing on the radio. Well, I maybe listen, not after this segment. Maybe not after this segment. Yeah, you guys might be you guys might be both very much worse off after this show. But it's all right. It'll be fun while we do it. This is everyone's favorite local radio review. I've brought you everything I can bring you about K-Rock, our local station. So many infractions, right? <laughs> the two-minute promise, where they continue to promise that they're only going to do two minutes of commercials, and they're back, but they do another one every five minutes in between Red Hot Chili Pepper songs. That's right. I started the Red Hot 182 game, where turn on K-Rock at any given time of the day, 86% chance you're going to hear Red Hot Chili Peppers or Blink-182. It's 86% of the time, 100% of the time. I'm always right. You love it. It's your favorite. I've also taken a couple stabs at the morning show, if you can call it that, guys. And I'll get into that today. That's right. This is the local radio review. This is 106.7 KROQ here in Southern California. It's K-Rock. We love K-Rock. They play some 41. They play the Dirty Heads. They even played my band. And I don't even think we deserved it. So I love them on one hand. And when it comes to radio stations, they're the best. But they're also shit. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> the morning show's under attack today. This is Stryker and Klein. Stryker is a nice, nice guy. He personally played my band's music and gave it a try. It, it didn't happen. That's not his fault. It's our fault. Song was weird. But anyway, um, Striker, God bless you for playing my band. So I love you. And now here's the deal. He's not funny. There's nothing that'll make him funny. I feel like if I hung out with Striker and Klein at a bar, I would have a good time. They seem like good dudes. I like them. They can't be funny on the radio, and it's not their fault. It's the program director 
of the morning show. Let me tell you what a morning show is, guys, or what it should be. We're doing a morning show here. We're having fun. We're saying things that excite you. You can't wait to hear what we say next because who the (laughs) fuck knows at this point, right? That's why you love this show. Let me tell you about the experience I had this morning when I turned on the snake wagon. That's my van. And I drove it on over to the bunker. It's a 10 minute drive. Okay. 10 minute drive. I listened to the morning show, Stryker and Klein, and I heard the cycle twice. Let me introduce you to the cycle. It's the two-minute promise. Just two minutes. Two minutes of commercials. Only two minutes, and it's back to the whatever the fuck we're going to give you next. Two minutes of commercials. They come back from commercial. They play a song. A song you've heard a million times. A song you couldn't be more bored of. They play it. Now it's been five and a half minutes of commercials and music. Still no morning show, guys. This is the morning show. And then Stryker and Klein come back. They give you one news story. LeBron James's son got caught smoking pot. Wow. I'm already over it, right? They stretch this into the entire morning show, which consists of taking listener calls. Let me tell you what you do at K-Rock when this is your show. Two minutes of commercials, three and a half minutes of music, and then listener calls? How unfunny are you that the, <laughs> the decision from the program director is what can we do to not allow these two to speak on the air? We will go commercials, music, and then I would rather hear from fake. You heard it. Fake listener calls. I'm calling it out. <laughs> then even hear from the two hosts. Here's the calls. So LeBron's son got caught smoking pot. And they can't say anything bad about anyone. So they're both like, he's a good kid. He's a good. Yeah. You've all met yeah. LeBron James's son. No, you haven't. No. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. But he got caught smoking pot when LeBron was out of town. He had a party at the house. How old is this kid? I, 15. <laughs> That's when you start smoking pot. Well, they all were saying that, to be yeah. fair. They're like, who cares? You know, but what are they going to say? Ground him. No, no, they can't even do that. They can't They'll be canceled that. immediately. Racism, the world will cry. You know how it goes. So anyway. They can't say anything about anyone. It's unfunny. And then they immediately go into, so what's the first time you got busted? And then just audibly fake phone calls come in. Oh, the first time I got busted was, yeah, my parents found our weed. And the next thing it was, off to military school for me and my brother. And they're like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) First of all, we've taken, and then this is how good it is. Whoa, no way. Military school seems harsh. And then the guy's all, yeah. They told us we were going to Disney World, but when we landed in Texas, we knew we weren't going to Disney World. They're like, oh, no fucking way. And then they immediately go, how was the weed at military school? He's all, actually, it was it was a bit better. Wow, 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 wow. K-Rocks. <laughs> Off to the next shit. Perfectly timed. <laughs> Here's the deal. No, that didn't happen. No. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. No. Oh, we caught you with weed. We're taking you to Disney World. Yeah, I got my ears on military school. That just didn't happen. It was a fake call. <laughs> secondly, secondly, K-Rock, we've taken calls on this show. We've had people on to tell us their shit themselves stories. It's never concise. It's never orderly. It's people talking over each other and yelling yes. and screaming, and it takes us 15 minutes to get through the story. They're great, but it's not that. Fake calls, okay, commercials and music. I need to take a drink because the vitriol is getting to me. 
You guys discuss. Is this a morning show to you, Daddy? <laughs> Go for it. No, well, it is exactly what you said. It's uh, they have. There's a program director. Here's the show. Right now in this climate, we are not saying anything about any which way we are leaning about anything. We are just going to get through this right now. Here's uh, here's 20 songs. You can choose from these 20 songs to play. Play mm-hmm. them all, then replay them. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's obviously the show. I know I'm putting you guys on the spot. These are two guys that probably need to really have everyone at K-Rock really like them a lot. Yeah. And I'm really making it tough right now. But I'm helping K-Rock. Maybe Stryker and Klein are hilarious. I just don't know. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Because again, and then after they did the fake phone call, guess what it was? Right back to the two-minute promise. promise. Come on back with the song. More listener calls. (laughs) Not a lot of talk going on that morning show, guys. So radio's gone. It's over. If you turn it on, you will hear one of three songs. If you turn on the morning show, you're not even getting a morning show. I don't know what happened. I don't know where we go from here. I don't know how to fix this. The best I can do is continue to call out the problem and hope that I get hired and duddy and we take over and we just say, we're going to do what we do, and then we're immediately fired and canceled. Yeah. I think I'm back to striker inclined. So I don't know if there's any way to fix this, but what I can do is I can roll right into a This Song Sucks. Play that drop. This song suckity-doo. All right. Yes. Okay. Now we're back. Yeah. Dude, full disclosure. We took a break. Yeah. Yeah, I got really intense. You guys really got wild, too. You guys got crazy. Jake says, oh, man, my throat's really getting dry. Maybe this fan's making it dry. And I had to remind him of his 20-minute rant. Oh, was that it? And that's probably why your throat was dry. Yeah, well, you guys were really (laughs) hurling some arrows at K-Rock there. Danger for you guys. I have nothing bad to say about them. (laughs) Yeah, that was, whoo, got dark. But I brought them back to the light with a little pep talk and just a little analysis on home life. And I think we got to some things and we cured it. But I'm glad we got through it here. Everyone's better and happy and stoked, except for... Uh Uh-oh. Everyone's favorite lovable San Diego trio... Blink-182. Yeah, Blink-182 <laughs> oh, shall be featured on this week's This Song Sucks. Now, <clears throat> look, as someone who's written a lot of sucky songs, I think I'm more than qualified to point out the suck in other people's music. And Blink doesn't suck. Blink-182 doesn't suck. They're awesome. We all love Blink. They make us laugh. They make us remind, they remind us of our childhood, if you were children when we were um, they were a lot of fun for a long time. And then all of a sudden, Blink-182 tried to get serious and heavy. Everyone's <laughs> favorite. You know when a comedian decides, oh, I want to be a serious actor now. And you're like, awesome. Just do Ace Ventura again. You know, not calling anyone out. or You know what I'm saying? Like, it can work for some people. Robin Williams was Great and goodwill hunting. All right, not the point. You guys get what I'm saying, though. Funny becomes serious, and it's okay, but this song is not okay. This is I Miss You, okay? This is I Miss You. Everybody knows this song. Hello there. 
the angel from my nightmare, the shadows in the background of the moor. You guys all remember, right? The guy who's barely awake singing the first verse of this song. It's everyone's favorite Blink-182 song, right? What, are you hating on me right now? It's No, No, I'm loving on you. I just can't. I can't even deal with that first line, Jake. Before we even get to the first line, though, and, you're, and yeah, I, I'm going to let you go off on this. I said this kind of before. We, we, I, I brought this song to the table, and I said, let's have a listen, guys. And to be fair, Frank did not say that this song sucks. Okay, Duddy agreed with me on the suckery, Frank. I don't know how he feels. We're going to find out, though. We're going to force him into a yes or no if it sucks very quick. He probably is personally friends with these guys, and friendships are going to be over here today. But we're going to get to your opinion. This is a song that I'm convinced, everyone go back and listen, I feel like they were just fucking about, they were warming up, they were tuning their instruments, and they were, someone said, and Travis Barker, you know, he says, of course, because everyone who's ever played drums would do that right there, you know, and then the, and they were just getting warmed up, and then they're like, all right, we're going to let, let us know when you want to go and to take one. And someone recorded it and said, hey, that little thing that you did there, I like that. I know this because the entire song does that. It never changes. It never switches. There's, it goes nowhere, this song. It starts here. It ends here. It travels zero. So it was obviously <laughs> a thing in between a thing, and it's a hit. So it was a genius little thing. I'm not saying the groove isn't good. It is. But it never goes anywhere. So... The first singer comes in and he says, you know, hello there, the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue. Duddy has problems here. I just, it's just like, how hard are you trying to like write like deep lyrics? You're like the angel from my nightmare, the shadow in the background of the morgue. It, are it, you in a morgue? Well, it paints a good picture. So it, here's the deal yeah. with me. The first verse doesn't bother me as much victim. as it may bother you. It's the second okay, Jay, verse. This, the unsuspecting victim of darkness in the valley. What? We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. This is what I've decoded here. They lived in San Diego. I'm assuming they lived in a suburban area of San Diego, and there is kind of a general malaise over your lifestyle sometimes when you live in these suburban areas where... I don't know how to say it. It's like a life is boring as fuck. You just want to get out of the valley. And I'm uh, here's and everyone's house looks the same like Jack and Sally. I'm wondering if this is a family death of some sort. And he's seeing them in his nightmare and they were bored in the va- there was an uns- the unsuspecting victim of darkness in the valley. I'm thinking like a depression. Here's the thing in the valley. You have a little bit of money, but you're not rich. You're definitely not poor. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to blame your boredom on or your possible depression because you have it good. You have a truck. You go to the river a couple times a year. <laughs> you might go and ski once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. Your husband's in construction. Everything, the bills are paid, but you're not happy. You're in the valley. You live like Jack and Sally. That's what I'm getting from this. I can. Uh, that might be me extracting diamonds from a... You know, I can actually help you because I remember when the song came oh, out. Oh, he's got facts. And I, I think it's close to accurate. When the song came out, they talked about Travis, the drummer, actually had a love of the Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. So they worked in. That's Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, have Halloween on Christmas. So those are the Nightmare Before Christmas okay. references that somehow I know Travis loved that movie in Disneyland with the Haunted Mansion when it transfers to that. So somehow 
that influenced some of this. So maybe that clears up some of that stuff. That's really all I know about it lyrically. Okay. If you tie in a night before the first verse again, I was always like, okay, I can kind of hear, you know, what happened was you guys, okay. I was just driving in the van, turned it on. K-Rock came on and I listened now out of fascination to radio and this song came on and I, and I kind of realized right away that I'm like, oh yeah, it just does this beat the whole time. This is kind of boring. And then the first verse was a little shitty, but when the second verse hit, so everybody wait, this is, we're warming up. We're warming you up for what really, really sucks. And I love <laughs> that you brought some sort of facts to the table because Daddy and I, I yeah, bring no, next to none. Does, that's okay. You're like, okay, okay. Because look, and I you know, you saying. find me and we'll have Halloween on Christmas. I really thought that was a douche line. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Like, but okay, now yeah, that you yeah. say that, I'm like, no, not a douche line. I just don't understand. And, you know, we'll wish it never ends. Maybe he didn't want the movie to end. I don't know. Okay, well, what other? <laughs> Fine. And then, missing you, miss you. I miss you, I miss you. Right, again, it's just a jam they were playing in between songs. This yeah. isn't supposed to be a song. They were shocked when this was a hit. Yeah. That was one of those ones. <laughs> That's the single. All right, I thought it was the one about uh, anal sex. You know, probably with them. I don't know the album. But anyway... <laughs> The song continues to creep and you're bored, but you continue <laughs> on because it's like when Metallica cut their hair and change. You're like, you're interested, but it's not good any longer. It is because it's Metallica, but it's not good. That's what this was. It's no longer fun. We're not having fun anymore. This is terrible, but Metallica cut their hair. So we want to hear and blink who's serious now. Then... It still makes you feel like everything's serious. You had the low voice and you're feeling fucking somber. These guys are deep with their bangs in their face. You're, everyone's buying into it. Then the second verse comes in. And this is Tom DeLonge now, yes. right? Yes. Who we all know is a nutter at this point. We'll get back to that. <laughs> it's shocking the way he attacks his verse. It's a shocker. You could... Is a fucking disappearing nightmares and foggy shit and all around the lawn. You're picturing the valley. I think those are the <laughs> lyrics, right? And then old Tommy comes in. <laughs> Where are you? Whoa, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? You got to warn us with that. You don't just, where are you? Like coming out of the bushes, dude, like a nightmare creature. And then the next line doesn't even grammatically. He's not even trying. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. And he's like <laughs> British, kind of, but he's not. That's the real issue here. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. And he's British again. And where did he come from? You're on Halloween on Christmas and you're just in between houses. Just where are you? The scare of the year with Tom DeLonge coming out of the booth. I would love to hear just the vocal track. Oh, they, they list someone in a studio. Solo that vocal real quick. Where are you? Like, hi, do what? <laughs> he did an interview recently, I think, for All Press, and he talked about when people call him, they'll say oh, hello there, or oh. they'll like reference that, like uh, to this day. I love that. Voicemails, whatever. They'll do both voices. Where so. are you? Hello that's there. been the comical, probably. Uh, oh, oh, so we're not so alone. Good. I no. love this. So I like to think that he did it on purpose to fuck with everyone, and he is potentially a genius or a lunatic. We'll get to that later. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. I, who taught him words? This is definitely, I think he did get abducted by aliens and 
lived on an alien planet for a long time. His, his English is just his English is off in an alien. <laughs> Maybe an alien wrote these lyrics and actually sang it. I'm, Maybe s- I'm an starting, alien was there and it wasn't it kind him. of oh sounds my God. like it could be true. He wrote it out like, where are you? I'm so he didn't have the I'm so sorry. I cannot say he wrote it out right. But the alien. Yeah, they're trying to be human. And I'm so sorry. Improper use of and but you're from Mars. We digress. Yeah. <laughs> so. The six strange dark you know, comes creeping in so hotly every time. But, you know, it, these lyrics, fine, fine, fine. They don't make sense. They're alien. They're crazy. It's nuts. It sets him up for his future of an alien thing. But this is the lyric that I've always loved <laughs> since day one. Okay, first of all, none of this makes sense here. And as I started counting the webs from all the spiders. So he's not saying spiders, really. He's saying the webs. Yes. Catching things and eating their insides. The webs don't eat their insides. The spiders. Spiders <laughs> might, but the webs from all the, the webs spiders catch the spiders. The spiders then weave another thing yes. around them. Right, sure. Yes. So again, you know, maybe an alien misunderstanding. But this is my favorite. <laughs> Catching things and eating their insides. This is the next line. I someone wrote this. This someone wrote this line and this passed, and it made it onto the song and it made it into our world. Like indecision to call you. That's like something that you're saying when you don't know what the word is to say. You know, like I didn't know. I like like indecision to to call you. You know, that's like when someone doesn't know. He wrote it and they did it and he and he did it upon like indecision to call you and hear your voice of treason. You know, so I don't know what he's talking about. Do you have facts on this one? I don't. Nothing on this one. Well, I'm say, I no. So he's saying that the indecision to call her is is eating his insides like the spiders from previous line. Fuck. He's now I think I think I'm dumb now <laughs> and he's the best. This could be true. Oh, no, I, no, no, no. This is terrible. No, no, he's not. So like indecision to call you. So <clears throat> Keep in mind, I'm making fun of this. That's my favorite line. Who else would ever write that? Nobody. Like, indecision to call you. And I get what he's saying. Everyone's held a phone and been like, it's a, it's a movie trope, yeah. right? People are like, hi, hi, Mr. Johnson. I'm so glad that you're going to take me for this job. And, you know, they're like, oh, no, 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 no. They practice calling. They have their indecision to call you. The spiders, Daddy, they're eating their insides. Yes. I'm starting to think he's a fucking Van Gogh. He probably is going to cut off his ear and send it to me. I accept. Yeah. Anyway, this song is weird as fuck. And I have, this is where it gets bad. The rhythm hasn't changed. The rhythm doesn't change. This was just a four-bar loop that they fucked off on, on yeah. in between songs. And someone heard it and said, that's dope. And they looped it for three potentially minutes. And someone came in and they said, this sounds somber. And they wrote all the shit that they wrote. The producer's the star here because nothing's happening really too much. Nothing's making too much sense. There's the shock of the, where are you? It's an M. Night Shyamalan level twist when you get there because you've been lulled to sleep. And then where are you? You're like, okay, it's a new movie now. And the words get weird. And then the song doesn't change. So after this crazy lyrical mess right here, spoken at a voice that, you know, Gollum is more soothing at this point. Okay. Don't waste your time on me. You know, you're already, everyone knows the voice inside my head. Yeah. I miss you. I miss you. They do that eight times and then they leave town in between it. 
a violence cello orchestra plays. Now, I have not checked this out. I haven't looked into it. I don't know. I believe off just what I heard on the radio once a few days ago when I cited the song Sucks. <laughs> I believe it is the same producer that produced the Green Day's first yes, song. When 100%. Green Day did this twist. I, and potentially same cello line. Because that's all it's that happens. Probably. All of a sudden, the time of our lives. Yeah, the time of our lives. Yeah. Yes, I hope you have the time. Every graduation so ever. Every um, band's got the switch. Some 41's a fun band. I don't remember them switching. They keep it fun all the way through. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But this is the switch, right? This is where Blink-182 started smelling their own farts a little bit, everybody, and started <laughs> taking themselves a little seriously. And that turned into Angels and Airwaves, which had some interesting things going on about it, but was hyper pretentious. Dude, I saw them live once, and he... Here's one thing I don't like. When you tell the crowd that this is a special moment that they're in, they kept going, this is a special time and we're all here right now and all of you should be understanding the world is coming in on an oyster and the vibes are here and you're and we're about to... And I just kept going, dude, play a fucking song already. So they started to get that way here and then we watched the travel. Oh. Now I hear they've kicked out Tom DeLonge because of this verse. Well, he's been out for a long time. He has oh, been. Because, because of this verse? Yeah. Well, you know what's always started. funny to me too, Jake? Because yeah. uh, me and Jared always say that we will never do this, but like... Because uh, we're two singers too, but we won't sing on a song together that's about a girl. So are they mm. singing about the same girl or are they singing about different girls? Because, you know. Nobody knows what Tom's singing about here. Who's... Where are you? And I'm so <laughs> sorry. I... Um, I don't know. And then here's another thing. Um, here's another thing that's good. Um, he never actually says head. He says, yed. Listen to the song. Uh, my the yed. voice inside my yed. It's very, you can't hear head. It's not, it's yed. And I almost love it again, just like I love, like indecisions to call you. It's like, <laughs> syllabically, it doesn't even line up. He has to rush the word indecision. You, you know, so I love the choice. I'm almost falling in love with the song as I make fun of the song, but you guys check it out. I think it's the same line as, what was that song um, from Time of Your Life? Yes. Yes. So, and again, that one gets played a lot at weddings, though. Not so much this one here. No. More of a funeral jam. Yeah. That one, This one gets played in the bedrooms of a very, very sad, like, 13-year-old. Yeah. We'll have to do the math on that and see if it's the same producer that we can, um, that we can blame for the... The ruin of both bands. But All right, uh, no, so let's I'm see. Just I'm yeah. never going to have another song played on K Rock. No, I've I'm never I'm never going to get to tour with Blink. That's no. for sure. Well, I don't listen Anyone to else show. you want to just destroy my chances on doing stuff with Jake? Oh, God dang. <laughs> you know, yeah, there's plenty, but we'll get to those in future no, episodes. I'm for you sure, guys. not getting that huge Metallica tour that the Dirty Heads were going to oh, get. Oh, right? Metalli, they have a good sense of humor. You guys yeah, remember the whole Napster thing? Yeah. <laughs> a joy to be around. All right. That was This Song Sucks. Play that drop. All right, boys. Okay. Have I made it kind of a little funky in here yeah, for us all you know today? What, Jake, why don't we go ahead and give I be your show? vocal cords a little rest for a second? Okay, that's probably and fair. And let's get into something a little more fun, <laughs> a little more lighthearted. 
And let's give our guest a chance to talk there. Ooh, Jesus, I know. And I involved, that was a lot. My head hurts. That's how hard I went in right there. I got, I'm stoked to be out of the house. So I'll, I'll listen to your rants all day long. Okay, thank you very much. You're a nice person and a good man. We need you on the show because Duddy's a real dick. All right, Dud. Oh, yeah. What's coming up next, buddy? Oh, oh, man. So this is one of our older segments. We haven't actually had one of these in a while. I'm very, very excited about it. This is a scary zone. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, Frank has a scary zone story for us. So let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, I thought of right away. It's the only, I'd say, creepy paranormal experience I've ever had in my life. You know, with Street Drum Corps, who's this crazy blue man group stomp percussion troop that I've had for 16 years that... I just run it now and we have all these troops out. We do our biggest event every year is Halloween. So we do all the not scary farm and all the theme parks across America oh, and Canada. Awesome. So I'm in haunted houses a lot is, you know, when they're being built. And so that shit doesn't freak me out as much as like you would think. Cause I'm kind of just immune to it now. Mm-hmm. But when I was on tour with street drum Corps, we played, um, I'm sure you've played there. It's, and it's, a known haunted venue, the Eagles Ballroom. Oh, yeah. It's across from the Jeffrey Dahmer Hotel. Yep. Like, there's just weirdness. And supposedly there was, like, Was that some rave before? The... It was the rave, right? Yes. It's the, yes. the Eagles okay. Ballroom, the rave. Yeah, yes. dude. Multiple yes. venues been there. Multiple Creepy venues. swimming pool at the bottom. Yes. yes. I've never yeah. been in there. But it was, you know, loading time. And I'm in the general public restroom because, as we know, in the mornings in venues, is the cleanest place to go. They're yep. clean. No one's in there. I'm the only one in there. I'm finishing up in the stall and I hear somebody walk in. I can see, you know, underneath who's like walking in and I don't see any feet. And I hear somebody loudly come walking. It's echoing because it's a big, loud bathroom. Yeah. I open the door. There's fucking nobody in there. And I go to the door and now it goes into the big ballroom where you could clearly see if if someone was there, they'd be right there. There was fucking no one. Wow. And it just gave me, it creeped me out. It gave me a feeling like, okay, this is not, this is something. I don't know what it is, but something walked in and walked out and it was nobody from the tour or staff because I would fucking see them. Yeah. And it was just, what a creepy way to start. Start Yeah, I think I stayed in the tour bus the rest of the day. Oh my God. Yeah. And that venue, it's a creepy old ass building and it's known for just like, right when you get there, like all the workers are like, yeah, this place is haunted. If you guys want after the show, we'll take you on like a little haunted tour of the place so like immediate and it's it just has that feeling and that vibe when you're inside of it you're like yeah this is old some weird shit has definitely happened here and there's stories of weird shit happening there and people dying and it's haunted so it's like yeah i it's that would be creepy as it is like a three level place and the bottom level is an old indoor swimming pool that is just trashed graffitied to hell this whole indoor swimming pool room is just broken and beaten and decayed and it looks and feels very gross on one of the on the very first dirty heads tour you guys played there sublime with rome i was there and i remember john john and i went out and hung out in that swimming pool room jared john john and i went up the Uh, the elevator to the top that's supposed to be haunted very creepy and you mentioned frank the the jeffrey dahmer hotel across the street what that is is Jeffrey Dahmer, um, you know, that's where he like killed some of his victims. He, in would, that. he got he would, caught in that hotel. Well, no, he would 
he would go to the venue to this venue take yes. victims home to his house and kill them yes so there yeah. was a gay club that used to be in that venue and he yeah. would go get like gay men and take them back to this hotel and freaking murder and put them their you parts, know like in the you know the fridge the or fridge whatever, and right? stuff yes the, just a weird and i i didn't go i opted out of all those creepy like i'll i'll walk through a haunted house when it's you know dark at night and that but i know it's all fake it's shit just, in there yeah, and this yeah. was built but like that kind of shit i'm out we just yeah. when we were on uh tour on our headliner last fall one of the venues somewhere in america same thing they were like you want to come underground and do this tour i was like nope and the crew went they came back on the bus saying <laughs> yep. crazy shit i was like going to bed i'm good <laughs> we Ooh. i love that shit so anytime we do any of those old venues because there's a lot of venues that you'll play where they'll be like dude this place is haunted here's the story of why and yep. if you want after the show you know, we'll walk you through the fucking attics and shit and creep you out. Um, and I always do it. And we're so dumb. This is what we do. We like download like the ghost detector app. And we're like, uh, oh, fucking <laughs> one over there, bro. Oh, oh yeah. that's genius. It's like, wait, and also, we'll if you're not into that, what a way to make your vibe weird. Because this is our home for the day. We yeah. go in the dressing rooms. We move our shit in. It's yeah. like, to have that feeling all day if you're not into, into it. it. If you're just scared of yeah. that shit. Some like, people are absolutely not. You know, when we were on tour the, with you guys the past summer, the Dirty Heads, we, when we had our three-day stay in wherever it was, Providence, Rhode Island, right. that was a super haunted mm. hotel. The yeah. Belleville something. I think it's called the Belleville. Oh. Anyway, it was a very haunted hotel yes. in, in Providence, is Rhode Island. Is that the one that like, it was a mobsters and shit? Yes, it's tall. It's got even creepy things in the windows upstairs I that they hang there, out. And the singer, I was touring at that time. This is a long time ago with uh, the new number two, which is George from the Beatles, his son Danny's band. Oh, cool. And he woke up in the middle of the night and freaked out, thought he saw somebody. I think he literally went to the bus to sleep after that. Like, nope. But he had an experience there, and I was like, yeah, it was all gangster old school yeah. shit happening yeah. there yeah, whatever. They say, yeah. lots of people dying they say that town is super mob run they, oh, yeah. they say even when we were there they're all even today yeah it's like, like it's secretly still. it's still very like the mob built that city and yeah there's old stories of all sorts of shit i think it's the belleville like something it's in that, that area that so you can familiar. find it yeah it does but red who's a guy <laughs> that you know our listeners know um red he would not we were there for three days i think it was three nights we were there we had like yeah. a big off days you know a bunch of off days and he would not sleep in the hotel. Never did. Slept mm. in the bus by himself, like two miles from the hotel under a freeway overpass. Where our oh, buses were that. parked. Was I remember. Seen. Worse yeah. than the fucking hotel. It looked like Judgment Night, oh, if man. anyone I've remembers been in that some movie. Creepy Ugh. overnight stays in the bus before where you're like, damn, this is well, the yeah, perfect setting for a horror film. Yeah. Most cities, they can't park them, so they have to no. go. You're out in the outskirts, and sometimes you're literally parked underneath like a freeway overpass sitch where there's just like bum towns right near you, Dude. and you're just like, cool, we're just out here in this bus, just giving it out to anyone, too. <laughs> like last summer when we were under there, we started talking about it. I was like, there needs to be a horror movie. This could be the premise. Yeah. You're a band on tour. You wake up in the middle of the night to go take a piss or something, and you one of the guys walks outside and realizes we're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. And maybe you just see a couple people that notice your bus a little bit off in the distance. You get back inside, and then you realize there's lurkers, and then that's the movie. That's You're the movie. in this tour bus, and, and there's lurkers everywhere. You got to get through the get night. Yeah. yeah, it's like usually at a lot of venues too, like parked in front of the Warfield in San Francisco. It's like 
you need to bump bus call up and get get yeah, out because you, you hear there. people trying to get in the bays, oh, totally. junkies, yeah. and oh, whatever. Yeah. It's like I don't want to be sleeping on here. And yeah, this shit there's some sketchy, oh, sketchy, sketchy moments. Yeah. Quick story: talk about the craziest shit that's ever happened on tour. We were just doing our big uh, European tour, January, February. We had a day off before the Paris show, so the whole band we get dumped in Paris. Our bus has to go somewhere else. Uh, and he actually had like, cause there's crazy laws about driving and shit and brakes that you need in Europe. He was under one of those 24 hours. He couldn't touch the, the, uh, the truck oh, or yeah. semi driver. So he was in because you can't obviously in Paris, put a semi, mm -hmm. he was in a truck stop for 24 hours in the morning, goes to the truck. He's pulling into the arena in Paris and he's pulling into the security gate to get, you know, to the loading dock and shit and starts hearing in the truck, in the semi truck. What the fuck? No. So venue security, they all open the back of the semi-truck and like 15 migrants come oh running out of the back God. of our semi-truck and they're all yelling, we're free! And they go running off and we saw the surveillance footage of it. So what happened is there's, there's, wow. there's crazy shit going on in France because these migrants are coming over yes. from Africa or whatever on, mm -hmm. on inflatable rafts and they get into, into France, they pay the mafia, it's this whole thing to get them onto trucks and... and you know, illegal things to go into UK where they have better chances at survival and all this shit. So our semi truck had UK plates, so they thought it was going to UK. Oh, the fucking truck never fucked. left France where they were. So these guys spent 24 hours locked in. So they these guys professionally unlock you. They put them in with just a backpack with supplies, lock them back in. They hope that they're going to be on the ferry or whatever and wake up in UK. No, they didn't even leave. So they spent 24 hours in our semi truck. Thank God none of them you know, deceased or anything crazy. Yeah. yeah. They went through all of our cases, not looking to steal gear for survival. Yeah. So, you know, for your wardrobe hopefully? case is always the last thing on the truck. Yeah. All of our wardrobe, there's some stylish looking. Uh. <laughs> like, thank God, you know, my shit, because I barely play in anything because I'm yeah. a drummer and that's not going to keep you warm. But like yeah. all the dudes, Jackets stage clothes, and, boots, oh. Doc Martens, like everything gone. So, you know, it's loaded on a big sold out parachute. Our crew has to deal with Spread out gear all over the fucking oh. truck. You know, my, my guys didn't have stage clothes. It was just a weird, Whoa. but it was also like a sad thing to see. Yeah. Like, this is what's going on. And they didn't even make it. No. They didn't That's even the make bummer. It. They're all going to get caught. They're going to realize get... soon. They're going to be like, fuck, we're still God here. It, we it's just crazy. We live in a world that this shit's still happening and going on. It was it's like crazy. more of a sad thing than like, who yeah. cares about your fucking shit getting yeah. falling, but yeah. Europe is a funky one too. Everything is heightened and a little scarier in Europe because we're just not from there. And it's, you know, here you're surrounded by a bunch of states and everything agrees on a general law over there. It's just like, dude, you're in a different country every damn day. And you don't know the laws or the language sometimes or the, style of the anything could fucking happen yeah, yeah. we've Protests all seen going this going on in france every weekend yeah since last summer we're in some small cities and there's big protests going on and you know here it's obviously now big time yeah but Sketchier over there was the experiencing moment. it there that literally we were going to do it we did a pop-up club show the night after our arena show and there was a big protest going on in the street um by the venue and our crew was loading in and someone threw like a concussion sound mm-hmm and it, it didn't have shrapnel or anything to hurt, but it was like a loud enough sound that 
Our crew freaked out. Our fans were waiting out front. They threw everybody in the venue to make sure they were safe. And we're like, we're not playing the show. This is yeah. not, uh, this is not safe. Cool. And of course, the promoter's like, this happens all the time. He wants to have a show. We're like, dude, we're nah, not doing we're the show. Good. This is not safe. Yikes. We're out of here. And we, we bounced. We had to leave. We were just like, this is not safe and cool right now. Yeah. You're like, we yeah. all saw the Eagles from death metal thing. We're fucking well, out of here. Well, some 41's merch guy was murdered in that. Oh, same oh, guy. Venue. So Get we're very sensitive here. to yeah. Yeah. all of that. And like, you know, when we went back to, to Paris after all this happened, you know, months later, we, we played a, a theater two nights in a row. And like the venue was patrolled by military with machine guns, which that feeling, it's like, this is a fucking rock show. This is what it's become now. And that's, it's like, yeah, that's you know, terrifying. not to be dark or anything like now that we're home like i'm i've been working on like okay with my wife let's like really look at our insurance policies and things and home insurance and shit that we, we had to kind of rush through because i was on the road and i'm like life insurance is so important because i'm like you would never think we go to bed almost every night in a moving bus yeah. You know, oh, dude, I always at, think about that. We're flying so everywhere. Gnarly, yeah. It's concert venues aren't are having mass shootings and things now. Like it's kind of like a high risk job. Yeah. <laughs> I think about so I'm like, I need to make sure my insurance policy, God for freaking bid, my family and my children are yeah. taken care of and whatever. Like yep. it's dark shit to even have to think about, but it's the world we live in. Who would have thought a rock show? was not a safe place right. to go. And you feel yeah. like when you're on stage, you're safe, you're all good, but it's like, not nah, anymore. I don't know if you guys have, you know, like with our security team and shit, we have like a little briefing every night and there's arrows. We call it the, oh shit, out. Where's the out? Because you know, sometimes you walk, you stumble in these venues, you're not paying you attention. You get lost If there's so an emergency, and... where do I go? We yeah. actually have a quick little chat with our head of security and then there's green or pink gaff tape arrows to the fucking bus. Oh, like that's smart, that's a good idea. Should do that I'm going to start doing that. I like that. They do not have the oh shit talk. No, we don't have the oh shit talk. The, well, who even knows when we get, yeah. yeah you need we'll to have see. an oh shit line out of the fucking drive-in. Yeah. I, I would love to, to have totally. that, that meeting again. That means we're doing that shows, means we're doing yeah, shows exactly. again. Can't oh. wait for the next oh shit meeting. Yeah. That means things <sighs> are happening. Well, dude, that's a perfect segue. Those are all horrifying stories. Even the real life horror that we kind of got into at the end there. Um, and all worthy of a scary zone. Glad to bring that back. And that leads us perfectly into, I say this about every segment, and it's true every time. Yeah. Everyone's favorite. You love it. <laughs> it's your favorite. Here it comes. Conspiracy query. Duddy, tell them what this is. This is a conspiracy query. This is not a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying I came up with this. I'm not saying I do or don't believe it. I'm just simply asking if you believe in conspiracy queries. All right. Well, let's see. Oh, what today, do you have for us we today? We have a fun one. It says that uh, why singing happy birthday hand washing song can spread COVID-19. This comes from the New so York Post. So we all know Post. it's a, they Trust told it. us. Okay, we all got to wash our hands for two minutes. If you're washing them, it's got to be two minutes. The happy birthday song takes two minutes to sing. So they told us all to sing the happy birthday song whilst brushing our teeth. Well, it says not to be oh. a party pooper, but the happy birthday song may be the latest COVID casualty. Despite early advice to sing happy birthday while hand washing to ensure sufficient cleansing, health experts are now warning that the song may be a particularly potent vehicle for the spread of the COVID-19. 
Wow. <laughs> Here we go. Research- we can't get anything right. Come on. Uh. Researchers at Lund University in Sweden observed the, tra- the trajectory of aerosols emitted by 12 people singing 12 different songs and discovered that the consistent heavy lyrics such as the hard P's and B's of the birthday song send comparatively more droplets into the air. Wow. So first of all, Sweden researchers... Best researchers Best on Earth. Researchers. You can trust and that. And obviously 12. the most bored researchers. But we twelve will go. people though and twelve songs, they wow. really threw out a net. <laughs> Different restrictions have been introduced all over the world to make singing safer, said Jacob Landall, oh, an I associate like him. professor of aerosol technology. While previous case studies have revealed su- uh, uh, super spreader events seemingly caused by singing super spreader. I love that. Oh, I love it. Her- and this too. Uh, yeah, this is my husband, uh, Jacob, you know, whatever, Lundahl. Yeah. yeah, no, he's a professor. Oh, a professor of what? Yeah, aer- uh, aerosol technology. Yeah. Pardon well, me? this is the best part, Jake. Here's the next thing. Is he thing. really a professor? It says... It says, while previous case studies have revealed super spreader events seemingly caused by singing, here we go. At the end, it quotes, there has been no scientific investigation of the amount of aerosol particles and larger droplets that we actually exhale when we sing, the author said in another statement. Oh, my gosh. What? In one article, the article's only three paragraphs. Yeah, it's not it's why we chose In it. the first paragraph, yeah. it says, yes, for sure, we did all these studies on this. Well, 12 people, 12 songs. 12 people, 12 songs, we did the studies, and then the last sentence is, well, there's really no scientific proof. We didn't really do so anything. So they're saying, happy birthday has so many P's and so many B's in it, and P's and B's spit out more things. So danger, danger. If that's, I mean, I And could, that's only if there's everyone in the bathroom with you I'm as saying. you're washing your saying, hands, or like, in the mirror looking back. Who's you? brushing their teeth just at people yeah the only time we would have any of those interactions is us with our little children because yeah. you're making sure they brush their teeth right our hands but i'm not doing that no with, and especially now everything is so segregated even at whole foods there's like plexiglass oh yeah in between yeah. the sinks and you know you could everything. sing happy birthday to your cashier and it wouldn't matter there's plexiglass Wait and a who's at here. their house still happy birthday <laughs> yeah. is it hot enough honey to you, you know, <laughs> yeah, I said brushing your teeth we're talking hand washing I don't yeah, know what I was talking Daddy about keeps going who brushes yeah, their I was nobody brushes their like, teeth and no, sings no they say that same thing like for, for two minutes to brush their teeth, yeah but like you're singing in your head obviously but washing your hand is different I got those mixed up but still yeah but still who's really yeah who's really in their bathroom Happy birthday! To, like you Tell are a psychopath you. if you are in your bathroom washing your hands, singing Happy Birthday Good out loud. Lord. These kids are gonna think it's their birthday every oh. day. Confusing. Well, this is a fun one. I mean, this is a fun one. I love just, when they tell you something. It's like you know, eggs are good for you, and then eggs will kill you. Which one? Which is it? Eggs? It's really. I just you know. I guess we're just. Do you believe that singing Happy Birthday is spreads more aerosols than? Other songs? Oh, dude, I love it, dude. I'm feeling oh good. That made God. me have fun and yeah, feel good. I will say, though, when people do sing Happy Birthday, it kind of yeah. makes you feel good, Jake. Especially when it's your birthday, buddy. Oh, yeah, they do. And speaking of feeling good, we have some sponsors on this show that make us feel great. 
and first and foremost, Koi CBD. We love this product. I talk about it all the time. Matter of fact, I've talked about it on every single episode ever because they've been our sponsor since day one. We love them and we love their product. I use it every single day. I've talked about it. I take the, the drops every morning. I love how it just... It relaxes me a little bit without making me tired and just kind of gets you in the right mood to start the day. But recently, uh, I've been loving the... We always talk about the balm. They have the rub on balm. If you've got aches and pains in your joints or whatever, and I use it a lot of my hands. Um, from playing guitar, sometimes my hands will get cramped up and whatnot. I put some of that balm on it. It's great. But recently, I've been using... they got a new product. It's a roll-on, almost like an icy hot type roll-on, but it's packed with Koi CBD. Mm-hmm. It smells delicious. It, it like cools you, gives you a cooling effect, which is great. And it, like all their products, it works freaking amazingly. I've already given a couple bottles to friends and I didn't bring you guys bottles I again. Don't, I'm, don't I'm the speak worst. To me any I'm longer. the worst. And I've gotten yeah. calls from the two people. Again, the two people. Uh, they've both hit me up and were like, dude, thank you so much. That should help me so much. They said, dude, thanks, man. Jake's roll on there. You're supposed to give him his, oh my God. Jake yeah. will never know the feeling that I feel, the joy. <laughs> but honestly, man, if you are someone out there who's got like uh, joint aches and pains or whatever it is, and you're taking a lot of over-the-counter pain medicine, give CBD a try and give Koi CBD a try because it is the best, and I think you're going to love the effects, and it's much healthier for you. So go to KoiCBD.com and put in code FEELGOOD at checkout, and you will get 20% off your first order. Slam bam. That's right. And also, uh, another sponsor is Plug-Ins Keychains. Uh, they have an amazing product called the Jack Rack. I've actually had one of these on my wall for like two years. My wife got it for me for uh, like a Father's Day, I believe. And I love this thing. And what it is, is it's a key. It's a key holder. And you, it's got a, it comes with four keychains. You attach your keys to it, and they resemble a quarter-inch cable. And the, the Jack Rack resembles... Uh, a guitar amp head so you plug in the the cable just like you would a guitar but your keys are on it you know where they are right when you get home you plug it in when you're leaving you unplug it um it's an amazing product and on if you know anybody who plays guitar who just loves music period such a rad gift um you will be a hero i promise you and if you go to pluginskeychains.com and that's with a z p-l-u-g-i-n-z dot com um, or keychains.com you will and put in code duddy b at checkout you will get 20 percent off every order slam that is right that's right and then real quick with our merch i said it i think on the last couple weeks episode at the end of this month at the end of september goodbye to all the existing merch and that's at feelinggoodwithduddy.com there's shirts there's mugs there's things there's all sorts of stuff it's all going away. Never to be seen again. Gone. There will be no merch for a little bit. Nothing. And then we will present a new shirt to you. <laughs> and that will be there for a limited time when it does come out. That's all future talk. But I'm just letting you know, you've got like one more week to get anything you may yes. want on our merch site. And then gone forever. Never to be seen again. Forever. All yeah. right. Yeah. We did that. We did that. And oh, we, we are going to get into the Q&A right now, but yeah. one more quick little guys. I've been people have been asking me about the Bloody Duddy. Bloody Duddy's coming out. Already got the the design. Red absolutely killed this one like he always does. We're going to start the pre-sale of those probably within a week or so, so look out for that. And also, there is lots of the old Feeling Good with Duddy merch that we took on tour with us, like leftover merch. I have it up on the Cutlass brand website right now and it's like dirt cheap. It's like cost what we got it for like Shirts and hats and everything. It's like 10 bucks. 
So you yes. can go over there if you want to pick up some of that old tour mitt. Tour, yeah. Both tour of the merch. things he's talking about is at the Cutlass website. The Bloody Cutlass Duddy Tee is a Cutlass yes. shirt. Cutlassbrand.com. And, and the old Feeling Good with Duddy merch. The old, old stuff. Not even the stuff that's on our website right now. The yeah. old, old. They're just offloading it over there at cutlassbrand.com. Yeah. So um, that yeah. is that. That is it. So we are going to move in. We just got a few questions that we're going to answer today. But we also do have... You know, we always uh, would talk about poop stories oh, back in yes, the day on the right. show. I forgot about and, this. And we asked Frank if he's got a did you poop yourself story. And he said no, but he, he does have little children at home. And Duddy and I are both fathers and we love him. So he does have a child poop story that we will uh, go over right now before we get into those questions. So let's hear it, man. Brand new father going our first road trip up to Northern California with our like Brixton was probably a month old. We go and then we decide to do Big Sur and take the whole PCH way back. I'd never done that Beautiful. before. The whole way there, you know, sun was great, no issues. The way home, we literally leave, leave Big Sur and we're driving, and he has a blowout of all blowouts oh. in the car. Oh yeah! So we pull over to a truck stop, and it was so bad that my wife is holding him out, and I'm stripping him. We had to throw everything away. I'm stripping him, trying to wipe. It's, it's a disaster and a half. It's not cleaning up. It's a disaster and a half. And the Almost best none of, of it was in the diaper still. It was, was it? A dad pulls up to us, who's older now, older dad pulls up next to us and just looks at us, and he just looks at me and goes, ah, I remember those days. Oh, <laughs> like a movie yeah, like, scene. Oh my we just God. Had a, we had a laugh, and we're just like, you know, and then I think it happened again, but not that bad on that drive Same home drive it was home. one of those drives where we had to stop oh. a lot of times to yep. you know to nurse and all that but it was just the first time because i never knew like you know being a new dad when you're like blowout what what yeah. is like how bad like, is no, it they're being? Wearing a diaper. so much shit can that's come what out. the diaper's for yeah. Right? yeah oh it was oh yeah it was i mean <laughs> it comes out yeah. the sides the top the bottom the poor kid. yeah oh, oh kid. man yeah oh. that would trump any anything that i can't even recall of myself yeah. or anything and i was like Probably people don't talk about kid stories on here because kids are the the best with blowouts. Oh and my all that. god! Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's had a kid has dipped their hands right into a soupy pile. Oh of my kids. god! I mean, if you have it, you're just lucky as yeah. heck. Well, the dude. first yeah. couple times too, you're like, oh my god, and then you just get used to it. You're oh, like, yeah. whatever. Don't I got some care. shit on my hands. Or like, just the, the having boys. Yeah. The, the them peeing on you when oh, you're changing totally. their diaper. Yeah. Totally. Getting all over the bed, the, yep. the wall. I had my. <laughs> we got them. Because um, his room was like nautical-ish themed. We had a, a shepherd fairy piece that he gave me to tie into the room. Right above the changing table. Worst idea ever. Oh. He pissed all over the frame. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Either made that more valuable or oh. trashed the yeah. reason. No, you'll never resell that. It's a personal <laughs> item. That's, That's amazing. All because right. that gets us right into the shit show that is... Question and answer. Play the drop. Questions. Ask us any question you want. All right, we're back. Okay. And Duddy, we just got a few little bangers Just a couple. Here. Yeah, we got like four or five, five and then yeah. we're dunsies. Uh, the first one will come from Terry Phillips. And he said, did the cat come home or, or is she? he a goner? Oh, um, yeah. Wait, did you have a recent one, or was this? No, no, this was the one from my. I talked about a long I mean, time ago. I think on the Patreon page. So, what? A uh, quick story. Long story short is, I had a cat 
who was just a murderous cat, right? My pet, my house backs to a park. There's a lot of like ivy on the wall and things. So like we get all sorts of like rodents and possums and things rolling around. But what we also get a lot of in the park in the backyard is coyotes. You know, we live right near the uh, wetlands and I live near some golf courses. There's a lot of like open area near me and the park that my house backs to has like a little pond with a lot of ducks that live in it. So at night coyotes come to that park and it's just like a buffet, right? But also, if your cat's gone in that neighborhood, it's because a fucking coyote ate your cat, right? Yeah. And it's funny. It's not funny, actually. But I'll see, like, missing cat sign. And you're like, dude. Bye-bye. If, if your cat yeah. wanted to come home, it would come home. I saw um, a missing cat sign in Idlewild you're last like, week. No, I'm dude. like, you're in the mountains. You're, that, that cat ain't cat's coming back. Gone. Cats right. know how to get back. And if they want to come back, they're yeah. coming back. So, uh, and I had talked about it on one show where, well, he was... He was an awesome cat, but uh, what had happened is he he had obviously found, like, a possum family just had babies, and he found this nest. So for, like, five days straight, I would wake up, and in the morning, there would be just a newborn dead possum, like, right outside my back door. Yeah. And these and Horrible. if you haven't seen a baby, like, newborn possum, like, look at it. It's actually fucking adorable. They're not, like, a... The, Look it up, you'll see. So I saw these, so I was just like, holy crap, like, you are such a murderous cat. And he's brought home so many more things. He kills stuff all the time. That's his favorite thing to do is to kill stuff. So, uh, and then, you know where this is going. It, he wasn't there anymore. It, it was a few days of I was, I was doing the podcast, and I was saying he still doesn't come back. He still doesn't come back. So to answer your question, Terry, no, the cat is a goner. The cat's a goner. Cat I like to back. think that the possum parents had had enough. Ooh, he came back for one more round, and they were like, nah. Like, the mom was all, I'm a baby ba- mommy possum, and then the dad, and then wham, <laughs> and then bye-bye cat. Oh, that's a, yeah. I like that. I like hey, that man. clip. That's a, that's a, a Shyamalan. That's a Shyamalan ding uh, here, Danielle Lindemolder says, Duddy, will there be any more Dirty Head skateboards made available on the DH website? Um, I don't know off the top of my head right now, but I'm sure we will. We like making those, and they always... Uh, they always seem to sell pretty decently, so I will say yes, but I do not have an answer of when. Uh, Mark Plante says, you guys are pretty good at the music thing, and I assume the barbering thing, but what do you really suck at besides fantasy football? Ha! My team's in second place! And what skill would you love to master if you had the time? What do I suck at the most? Honestly, there's one thing that I suck at so bad, I will never be good at this. I wish more than anything I was good at this, because when I watch people do this, I want to be able to do it, but I just cannot. I may be the worst one of these in the entire world, and that isn't like an artist. Like, I cannot draw. I suck so bad, I can barely draw a stick figure. Like, it's fucking terrible. I wish my brother's, like, really good at it. We have always (laughs) made fun of Duddy's art. It's so bad. Things, like, even our mom and dad. Oh, it's just, like, terrible. I don't get it. I I don't get how it could be so bad. (laughs) And I really wish I was good at it. Jared's, like, an amazing artist. Jared's really good. Dave's really great. Dave's really good. Uh, uh, Just so red. You know, Red's so, awesome. Tyler, yeah. even like, there's so many people in my life that are great artists, and I just, I fucking am so terrible at it. That he's bad, and I'm okay. Like D- Jared and Dave and Red, those guys are good. Yeah, they're way better than me. So there's like a spectrum. Duddy's the worst ever. I'm, oh, I'm acceptable. <laughs> I'm on the spectrum, if you know I'm what I mean. Acceptable. When it comes to <laughs> yeah, and those guys are like, holy shit, how'd you draw that? You know, yeah. Like I, but yeah, that is funny. I don't know that. You know, there's a bunch of shit I suck at. You know, but. One thing that I've always just thought was funny because I like think of myself as athletic. I surf, I skate, I played a bunch of sports. I'm usually decent at most athletic endeavors that I try. 
and this is so stupid, but um, I've I I have never once had a hula hoop stay up. I I cannot. <laughs> I have tried, like, I want to be able to, to do this. Really? Yeah, like, because it just frustrated me. I remember when we were kids, because our buddy Randy, his sisters would always hula hoop, and we'd yeah. all mess around, and Randy could do it. I think I remember you. It was well, like, I have, like, everyone I have baseball booty, so, like, I, I got something for it to hang on. You don't Bro, got much. It's like, it's a joke. So even more recently that we were, we encountered a hula hoop at someone's house, and I'm like, I'm going to learn today. Cannot do it. Can't four-year-olds are doing it, so... It was a thing that I'm just like, dude, I will never, ever fucking do this. That's just one of a myriad <laughs> of things. Frank, anything that you suck at that you wish you didn't suck Any at? Any sport. Any sport. Just not an athlete. <laughs> like, the coordination for drumming is, you know, left and right and all this shit that's really hard. Yeah. Sports. Nope. It all Weird. goes out the window. That's just, so funny. Yeah, because yeah, you look at a drummer and you're like, oh, that's an athletic guy. Mm -hmm. He's just fucking winging shit all around on time. Like, you got to be... You know, it seems you like you think, you would yeah. think yeah, pretty like athletic. Football, basketball, lacrosse, just no go. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You're really good at drums, so fuck, you know. Good enough. Yeah. You know yeah. what? And there's, you know how many athletes are out there? Like, I wish I was good at, like, I wish I was a musician. So. Yeah. Yeah. With Ying, there's Yang. It's um, better to be really good at something and okay, you know. It's <laughs> like, yeah, I'm passable at everything and yeah. I'm not great at anything, you know. It's so. like, we got to do one more. Yeah. We got one more. Last question, guys. You didn't answer my question. There's no time. Francisco Molina says, yo, daddy, it's been a while since we've heard any one-lighters from Jack. Oh, my God. Is he still on a roll with those? Uh, also, me being a father of a two-year-old, I've been having a lot of proud dad moments. What are some memorable proud dad moments you guys have had? Um, wow, that's funny. Jack is always on fire. My son, if you, um, it's been a while since I've done a Jack quote. He's had some amazing ones. Frank, like my son, had, he'll say stuff sometimes. Like he did this one where he's like, we were out on a boat and he was jumping off the roof. And he's like, the real question is never give up. And he jumped off the boat. You're like, that sounds great, but what does that mean? That almost makes sense. You know, he like said it. one time too, he said, dad, he, he was doing something weird. You know, he goes, dad, on a scale of one to 10, how many people do this? You're like, well. What? Like you can't really answer that, yeah. but it sounds amazing, yeah, right? Awesome. So um, he hasn't had any like crazy Jack like inspirational quotes like that um, in a bit. But he did say something the other day. He he, uh, we were talking about like a juicy booty, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like mom, she's got a water booty, a water booty, a little spanker butt, like ooh, water booty." A water a water booty. booty is a juicy booty. That's yeah, his that word. That could for, be a hip hop. Yeah, water booty, water booty. Um, so that's that. And any Your proud mama dad got a moments? Um, yeah, many. Um, I will say, and this is actually coming almost in like on a, Porky. Oh, that was come, another that one. Was, drove the lane with the basketball. Coming in Porky. Coming in Porky. Uh, <laughs> no, but proud dad moments. Um, let's see here with Jack. Honestly, I've been super proud of him. Every time I go right now to his jujitsu, and at the end they like spar and they roll around. He's just come so far in this year that he started this jiu-jitsu, and I just watch him in there, and he just he loves it so much. He tries his freaking heart out every single time. He leaves that place just red-faced and dripping sweat, and he's just like, even oh. when he like beats the guy or vice versa, they get right back up, they high-five, they hug, and they go right back at it. And I'm just like, yes, I freaking love it every time. And with my daughter, this is on like a little bit more of a somber one, but uh, my... My daughter's, my, my kid's great grandma just recently passed away. Like not recently, but I'd say maybe five, six months ago. And, uh, my daughter wanted to really play a song 
at the funeral, like at the, you know, reception before the funeral or um, what do they call that? The service, I guess. Um, yeah. So, and this was in great grandma, uh, Mexican family. So there was 200 people at least at this, in this building and full and her name was Gloria. So she learned the song Gloria on ukulele and she sang it like as right when everyone sat down, like first thing, my daughter played and sang the ukulele and sang Gloria. And it was so amazingly beautiful. And she did not miss a fucking note. Like you did not hear a sound the entire time she was playing it. And when it was when she was done, you just heard the whole room just go like, whoa, just like we like took the air out of the room for a second. Yeah. You felt it. It was like. Damn, that was powerful. That wow, was a huge proud heavy, moment for me. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll go I mean, your proud Jack moment and, yeah. is you saw how much your son could actually shit, and that was your proud moment. I mean, come on. as a father, <laughs> as a father, you're like, that's a lot of shit. That's my boy. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. With no. Little Jack, dude. It's, or sorry, with little Rocky boy, it's the skateboarding stuff right now. Yeah. Probably it's because he's so young, he can't yeah. talk yet. He, you know, he's just learning how to do most things, but. The fact that I was able to get him to ride a skateboard, like I let, that was the coolest thing. I let go of his hand and this dude just goes down. He cruises. You can see the video if you go to my Instagram. It's a few videos back, but this was like at a year and two months and this dude is standing on a skateboard and just sending it down a thing and I'm just going, yeah, Yeah. stud. But, uh, you know, hopefully he'll have some awesome moments too, like your kids coming up, dude. Ah, Anything anything else? You You want to shout, you want to, now you've told us about your son shitting himself. You want to give... Uh, Your kids are very young. What, two and four? Two and five? Two and five. Uh, Almost two, almost five. Okay. Almost two, Um, almost five. But yeah, just in, you know, these couple months that we've been home, you know, I would have missed all these moments. I got to see my oldest. He wanted his training wheels off and he was determined. And a week into it, he's cruising, riding a bike. I got to see that and be part of that and help him, which was amazing. That's a big one because that's scary at first. You're just like letting them go and you're like, they're going to fall. Yeah. Yeah. bunch of times right now totally and he was just so determined i mean even yesterday we went for a walk and i live in in a canyon so there's no flat roads yeah so it's all uphill or downhill and it's the first time he's ever taken his bike without training wheels and he went down one big hill a little too fast and he ate shit and got (laughs) right back up you know with a little bruise and all but he's you know and and did it again i was like dude i'm proud of you for a being brave to do that getting back on it yeah and um and i've Watched him. I've taken him to swim class every week. He's swimming now. That's awesome. Um, he's learning to read, you know, and that was pretty proud. I FaceTime with my mother the other night and he read to my mom. That's amazing. So like, this is the shit that I would have missed. Um, and then the baby, he's, he's talking now, like, you yeah. know, which is, which is crazy. And he's about to be too. Um, so I'm grateful to have these moments with these mm-hmm. little kids that is so important and they need their fucking dad, man. Yeah. They need their dad. Totally. It's like, it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's before we had kids, this is what we've done our whole life. It provides for them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they need their father for you. They, they need their dad, dad, dad for this shit. Yeah. And our wives are the, I always say, are the rock stars. Yeah. To do this on their own, to take care of a home, pets, children, like cooking, cleaning. Like, it's a lot. And I'm grateful that I can help my wife out now because she's working, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's just that real 50-50 partnership that I've missed out a lot on. So it just makes me, when I leave again, even more appreciative of totally. what our wives do. You know? It's it's very, very true, man. 
Well, what a great shit. note to go out on. Yeah, that was great, man. You um, guys were really negative on this episode. Yeah. And that's really nice that we I've can bring it around. I've never seen you lose your voice during a rant before. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, dude, I was what, fired up. Anything else? Like, where can people find you if they want to... Just at Frank Zumo um, on all socials on all and socials. all that stuff. Yeah. Right on. We'll put links to like your new music coming out and all that awesome. when this comes. and Solo project coming yeah. out Friday. Everyone get and ready. And by the way, the uh, owner of K-Rock is uh, waiting by your car right now. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> get to thank me, dude, yeah. for fucking What you didn't know is they call him Striker because his stand-up game, dude. You're oh, about to get no. fucking lit. Oh. I'm about to get struck. <laughs> all right, guys. We love you, man. Have a yeah, good one. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Peace.